0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 26 of the 167 167- podcast i'm shannon patterson the lead pastor here at the porch community church here with our media pastor josh harrell hello josh
1: hey shannon how's it going
0: uh <laughs> i'm really tired
1: yeah i don't know why me too i don't have
0: a reason you have a reason i don't know yeah,
1: just moving a lot of boxes
0: yeah you're moving this week so
1: it's so much fun yeah
0: are y'all throwing away a lot of stuff in the process i hope yeah. Or giving away or whatever, throwing
1: away. Um, <laughs> we have a f- we have a friend that we're giving a lot of our baby stuff to because they're expecting a yeah. baby soon.
0: Well, I'm just glad you have friends. So
1: <laughs> me too, but you kn- <laughs> that's you kn- awesome. But you know the problem about moving during the week.
0: Uh, what what's it? your friends are working? Yes, so- <laughs>
1: everyone's working.
0: Every- All the people that can help lift heavy boxes,
1: <laughs> they have jobs. <laughs> yep. So yep. if you're looking at buying a house <laughs> or selling a house don't close on a monday
0: yeah yeah close, close on, on a friday close on a friday at like 1 and yeah. then you can you know start everything up yeah that's true that's true i got um when we moved um i i had my own home before i uh, met drew and you know we got married and everything and so he moved in with me and then um right before we had Mallory we uh sold my house and purchased another one and so i was like 128 weeks pregnant <laughs> and um and really we we moved in on april 16th of 2011 and i had Mallory on april 29th so
1: and then there was this Y'all were also doing this other kind of move at the <laughs> yeah. same time. Yeah, that we were was... w-
0: we had a new worship space we were moving into, <laughs> and uh, which was on April twenty fourth. So that was a very busy time. I don't and I performed a wedding on the day we moved in as well. So that was crazy time. But because I was so pregnant, I just got poster board and I drew um, where I wanted furniture and things to go in my house. And so we had an army show up, praise the Lord of good friends and people, and. People would go to the other house and get stuff and pull up and go. Okay, I've got this. Where does it go on the poster board? Okay, and <laughs> I had awesome. people kept telling me to sit down. So because I was supposed to be on bed rest as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, um, but you are moving. Um, mm-hmm. You guys got a great house and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So for your. For your fam, that's, yep. those those girls are growing. So, yeah. um, but no, it's going really good. I don't know why. I think Mallory's doing some, a camp this week, and I'm having to get up a lot earlier to, to get her there. So Broadway camp, right? The Broadway camp, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she's gonna make it big on Broadway. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so what else is hap- What else is going on? Are that I mean, that's been I mean, that's much your world.
1: That, that's that's the world right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, just moving, but I do want to address something that we talked about last week on the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said that. What did I do? Did I no, do something it was, wrong? It was,
1: it was. It was apparently it was me. Oh. It was oh. apparently something I said. Okay. And, you know, I've been contacted by five oh. or six people. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.
1: About me saying this, that I didn't like parachute day at PE. <laughs>
0: You're 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 not an American. I don't Apparently,
1: think. I'm a minority. Yeah. I don't I don't understand it. Uh, I thought it was the dumbest day at PE. The only thing the day that was worse was when they wanted you to do the cupid shuffle.
0: Uh, now the cupid shuffle was not a thing when I was in school. We square danced. So yeah, they, you didn't do.
1: We didn't square dance. We did the cha cha slide and the cupid shuffle for a week. Oh wow. See, okay, yeah. I the, I didn't. I liked those days less than parachute day. But parachute day was, to me, it was dumb. I just don't get it.
0: When's your birthday? What what month?
1: December. Oh,
0: that's right. It's the same as, as my mom's. Um, so on your birthday, I'm going to plan a party, and we're going to get a giant parachute, and we're going to clear all the chairs out of the auditorium, and we're going to do the Cupid Shuffle and the sh- Cha-Cha oh. Slide, and it's going to be a great day. So.
1: I, I, I guess what it is is... There's no winners and losers in parachute.
0: Oh, okay. See.
1: And whether mm-hmm. everyone I know mm-hmm. has been in a competition with me, whether they know it or not. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. My like life is a, a contest. Everything. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a winner and loser in everything I do.
0: Yep. Who who? If you're drive, if you and your spouse are in separate cars, who gets home first?
1: Yep. I even um, I even battle the GPS <laughs> to see if I can oh yeah. get there faster it than you, the yeah, estimated I do that time. too. Yeah, yeah. So um,
0: how many bags of groceries can you carry in exactly. at one time? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I've about dislocated my like fingers and wrists before trying to, you yeah. know, load up on one arm there with, with all the bags. So but,
1: like one of the biggest pains in my existence mm-hmm. is when someone says, Hey, let's just do this for fun.
0: You're like, yeah, and you know what my fun is? Winning. I'm going to crush you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I like to say this is such a, a dad joke or a corny Shannon joke, but it's um, usually like when I'm playing a video game with my nephew when mm-hmm. I see him or, or uh, with Kristen's kids. And Who I'll do this with Mallory in too. in another room playing yeah. Halo right now. <laughs> right now. Um, or like when I, Mallory and I, even playing like Uno, I'll be like, I hope you have some money. And she'll be like, "Why?" I'm like, "Cause you're not, you're gonna need to call an Uber because I'm about to send you downtown." <laughs> I mean, it makes no. It's like, what does that mean? But anyway, so yeah. But yeah, I'm very competitive as well. But the whole parachute thing was because we it was because we had a conversation about standards, right? And yep. I was talking about the example mm-hmm. that we did with our students yeah, of lowering yeah. that mm-hmm. that um, um, parachute, and then yeah, so so you so people people yeah. like
1: apparently parachute day and, is beloved
0: <laughs> it needs to be on the calendar with all the other
1: holidays uh, well, So i'll just be sick that day <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even sorry i don't like parachute day
0: oh man so we are gearing up for um rocky railway vbs yeah um it's I,
1: starting to look like a a I, train station i don't well, know Well, i was gonna say like a hobby lobby train station <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good that's a good way to to do that yeah yeah, there's lots of crafts there's happening. There's lots of crafts everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it though, and I'm um, I used to, uh, in the, my times in the past that I've you know we've had vacation Bible schools. I've kind of been the floater, mm-hmm. like when we were at, at the last church I was at. I was just kind of a floater. I was there, yeah. Um, but I'm excited because this year I'm I'm a, I'm partner I'm partnering with Allison Crenshaw, Ooh. Justin's wife. And uh we're gonna be doing like Bible story time and so I'm looking forward to that. We're gonna have students helping us, but
1: that'll be awesome. So, yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to having that that role. Um also we're getting ready for our uh you know, mission trips and and planning on that and um golf tournament coming up this weekend. Yeah and uh
1: it's it's a busy summer. We got a lot going on. Yeah. We got a lot going on. We tried to. Yeah. And um, then
0: we kicked off a new series. Yeah. Something, Something in, in the, the water. water. That video you guys shot was really cool, by the way. It came out that fantastic. That opening bumper that you and Ashley uh, put together is really cool. Yeah, so. if...
1: If you want to see a behind the scenes image, go to Shannon or mine's Facebook page, mm. and you see uh, me and Ben in the water, and then Ashley DeFrank being <laughs> She's just so like pulled around <laughs> by another Benbury boy. All she needed was raft. like an
0: umbrella. It was and, fantastic, and like a, a saucer of you know like fine china and tea drinking it. She looked just so proper.
1: Well, at first uh, Grant was like trying to pusher like he was standing up in the raft like and,
0: a gondolier Yeah exactly
1: <laughs> And then when I said hey you're being a gondolier apparently that like that's like one of the most romantic jobs in the world and he got he's like I no. mean <laughs> he, he changed the way he was doing hey, it Hey
0: listen speaking of gon- I have a gondolier story Who, Oh yeah do, I don't know if people a lot of people have do gondolier stories people have gondolier stories? <laughs> I've got one I got one
1: about the restaurant that used to be here but that's nope, a different No nope,
0: day. I have a legit gondolier story So I don't know what my parents were thinking, but in the summer between my junior and senior year of high school, a group from my school uh, went to Europe. Mm -hmm. And so I went and a best friend went and several other people we know. And there was a smaller little group from Arkansas and we kind of combined and we all went over there for three weeks in Europe. And there were middle school age kids and high school age kids, and the high school we the high school age kids basically we were kind of given like free reign. Like we would get to whatever hotel we were in, and the group leader would be like, "All right, so um, high school students, you need to be in the lobby at eight a.m. tomorrow morning." And it would be like five o'clock in the afternoon the day before, and we're like, "Okay." Whoa! So we would like go to these what they call discotheques. Disco, you know. disco. Which are basically clubs, but, you know... Mm-hmm. We, and um, my job was to look in the phone books in these different countries with different languages and find, like, McDonald's and Burger King's for us <sighs> to eat because what they fed us was gross. But anyway, so we were in Venice. Yeah. Uh, we were in Italy. We, went, we hit uh, many countries, seven major cities in 21 days. It was crazy. Wow. Um, so we were in Venice, and we were in a gondolier. <laughs> our gondola excuse yeah, me the gondolier yeah yeah and we were in a gondola and we were going down this you know the waterways and um, the the guy our gondolier was smoking hot <laughs> he was so <laughs> like fine Fabio like no no he was like this just fine Italian man and um So I have, I got to find the picture somewhere. But what I did, I was like, man, he's so cute. And so he was behind me and my back was to him. And so my friends who were sitting on the other side of the gondola were looking and they could see. And so I have a picture of me leaning as far back as I can so that it looks like I'm sitting or that I'm very close to our gondolier. And I take a picture and I'm like, hey, and he kind of looks and, you know, he he's not being cheesy. He's, you know, steering us around, but it's. It's one of my favorite pictures, so I'll have to find it. <laughs> you have to find that. So there is my gondolier story from 1986, because that's when I was there. Wow. The world would don't even, don't even, just
1: don't. No, I'm just. Yeah, I know. Well, what what I was getting at was you're
0: about to get at the year you were born, is what you were. No, about that's to get
1: 1991. At. Oh gosh. But no, what I was going to get at was like, <laughs> I mean, you you send high school kids to Europe now, they're not going to get free reign like that anymore
0: no that's i mean yeah it's just it was a different world for sure for sure so but it was a great time and i think i I had the wisdom at least to know while i was there i remember telling my best friend melissa i was like we're we're gonna need to come back here one day when we appreciate it because after you've seen so many statues and so many fountains and so many cathedrals and, and museums you're you're like eh, yeah, okay, What what's next? Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Have you gone back? I have not gone back to those countries, no. Mm. No, I've been to other, Yeah, went to Romania. Of course, I spent time there doing the stuff. Well, I wasn't stuff, sure but... why
1: you were doing Romania. Did you make a...
0: No, uh-uh. Nope, didn't even go. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of Venice, they have a lot of water. They do. And so, yeah. weird segue. Yeah. Something in the water we Oh, won.
0: hey! Something in the water. There you go. Yeah. So we started our new series, Something in the Water. It's going to be our summer series where we are going to just take these different, um, really important, I mean, well, they're in Scripture, so they're important, but mm-hmm. some of these uh, different moments in Scripture where God has used water in some way, shape, or form to, um, to reveal Himself or to work Um, to, to, to work however he wants to work or to, to work through people and all these things. And so we started out the series this week, um, with very fittingly baptism. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know we've, we've talked about this previously, but we've had so many people desire to be baptized that we're, we're shifting and we're, we're kind of going to start going to a, uh, you know, every couple of months, um, as, as needed, you know, mm-hmm. where we do more baptisms on one particular day. Yeah. Um, and so I believe our next baptism Sunday will be August 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, unless we have just a whole bunch of people that want to do it between now and then, and we'll, we'll schedule one. But um, we definitely are looking at August 8th as our next... Uh, August
1: 8th is going to be a great Sunday. Uh, yeah,
0: it's going to be a great Sunday. Uh, so, but... So we started out talking about baptism and what that means and what that looks like, and so um, the with baptism, Josh, there's there's two sacraments that we recognize in. In our church, which is of course baptism and communion, Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll be celebrating communion this week. So, for
1: someone that doesn't know, Uh what is a sacrament?
0: A sacrament, um, well, it is it's this holy experience connection with God. I mean, we get our word sacrament from the word sacred, it's sacred, it's holy. Um, it's an opportunity for us to be in experience a closeness with God. And and the sacraments aren't just something that we participate in because we think we should, or other people say, hey, do this. These are acts that Jesus experienced. Like he shared communion with his disciples. He instituted, he's like, here is a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, he himself was baptized, which we're going to look at a passage in a minute where he has that conversation with his cousin John mm-hmm. um, about baptism but sacraments are an outward sign so it's like a visible something you and I can see representing uh, what's worked what's the work that's gone on inside of us right what what's the work that's gone on inside of us and and I would even say whether we know it or not and that's the that is the pivotal point that sets united methodists and some other protestant uh, groups and even uh, Catholic, uh, from other groups. Like there, right. there's definitely a, uh, there's definitely varying opinions on what baptism is, how it's to be done, mm-hmm. um, and to whom it's to, uh, who, who will participate in it. Correct. So, um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning, I think, cause we just really couldn't get that into it. But I know that that always raises a question when we have a baptism, um, at our church that's definitely a question that comes up especially when we have an infant baptism yeah which those are the two big questions um i think you might think of another of another or or so but i think the two um oh let me say this before i say these two big questions the, the sacraments so yeah they're this outward sign of an I- inward spiritual grace they're not necessary for salvation we practice that um, so the the act of baptism does not do the saving, right. does not bring the mm-hmm. salvation, but there's this term we use called means of grace. Means being a a way in which it's carried out. You know that this is a way that God's grace is carried out, and it helps us in our Christian journey, in our in our faith journey. So, all right, the two biggest questions. Do you wanna you wanna guess what the I've already said
1: it so. Um. Uh, why do we baptize babies? Yep. Yep. yep and then yep. how much water we use?
0: Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, you might think of more, but yeah. So infant baptism, um, oh,
1: yeah, I don't want to go there on that one.
0: Okay. 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 Um, well, let's tackle these two and see if we, if we come <laughs> around to, to that one. Um, so infant baptism, there's a term that you may or may not have heard, but so there in regards to baptism, there's, I would say there's at least two camps. Mm-hmm. One being what you would call are people who would say they're, they're credo Baptist and they're not Baptist because they're Baptist in their like church affiliation, but right. because of the baptism, mm-hmm. credo baptism that would be someone who ha- that they this believers baptism that's mm-hmm. where you, that's that yeah. term. And then there's the the paido baptism, which is infant baptism. Right. So pedo uh, pediatric, it's where we get our word pediatrician. It's that term. So you have those two camps. Now,
1: are those two beliefs or like the people that receive that kind of baptism? Which are you talking about? Those are two
0: the two camps of uh, beliefs of how baptism is carried out. I didn't know
1: if it was like we were talking about the infants were done in, I can't even say peto yeah. baptism mm-hmm. and then older people were credo baptism mm-hmm. so I didn't know yeah if no I we think that's the two... or the, or it was belief systems
0: the, yeah these are belief systems and then and then of course they're carried out based on that belief system and then you mentioned the second biggest question is the how much water how how much water should be used um is it are we sprinkled is it poured um or do we immerse mm-hmm. and so those are the two and and this will sound <clears throat> some people won't like how i begin to try to answer this question these questions um but before we can answer those kinds of questions about mm-hmm. infant baptism or how much water we have to address the fact that um it's about grace. Yep. That it's, that those questions about baptism, we, we first have to talk about grace. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we say baptism is a means of grace. It's a way that God, it's like this vehicle for God to, um, show his grace to us. It's, it's a way that God establishes a relationship with us. God's grace, like by his grace, we have relationship with him. I mean, that's like he didn't, ha- he was not required to do that. Like mm-hmm. this is a graceful act on his part. And so with baptism being a means of grace, the first thing we need to understand. And I, and I do think that, that everyone would agree with this, whether you're a credo, credo Baptist or paedobaptist, is God is the one who has acted in baptism. Yes. Now I will say, I think, and, and, and I could even say that there's times when I when I am um performing a young person or adult's baptism as and they have had a belief experience. Um I could even say I, I fall to this too. A lot of emphasis is on the hey, wow, this is awesome. You are now a follower of Jesus and you've chosen to do to to receive baptism. But it is very, very important that we remember that God is the one who has acted in baptism, and we are just the participants. Mm-hmm. We are just the participants. Like, God has made this work happen. So I mentioned Jesus and his, this uh, conversation that he has with his cousin, who is John the Baptizer, John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Matthew 3, you can read about it, but it says that the, um, Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. And I love this, verse 14. But John tried to talk him out of it. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I would too, but it's like, you know, it's kind of no different than the whole, like, why are you trying to wash my feet, Jesus? I yeah. should wash yours, that that I think it's Peter that says that. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, in in a real, like, in our example world, it'd be like uh, Bobby Flay coming and asking you to make him a burger. <laughs> And you're like, uh... Uh, I'm not qualified.
0: Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, So John tries to talk him out of it, and he says, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. He said, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. And then this is really, really powerful, Josh, verses 16 and 17 of Matthew 3. It says, after his baptism... As Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. That's the New Living Translation. I think a lot of us know it as this is my Son in who I am well pleased. Yes. Um, but... Notice this, Josh. This is one of those divine moments where the triune God, the Holy Trinity, is made known at the same time to humanity.
1: It's one of the few times,
0: isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it's the only time. Yeah. I mean, there's references to um, in the beginning, um, yeah. and, you know, in the beginning was the word, but even then, it doesn't really. Uh, he talks about the spirit hovering over the waters, but I mean, this is like boom. So you have Jesus present physically, then you have the voice of God and mm-hmm. you have the Spirit of God descending like a dove
1: mm-hmm.
0: and settling on him. The three, the Holy Trinity right there. That's just wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, that's all about God. yeah, it's it's him revealing himself. Um, so this is just one of these divine, divine moments, um, and so I think the first thing we should probably keep in mind, and I'm definitely not trying to, I don't, um, because this is baptism is about grace. I'm not gonna fight and and, and or argue or try to, uh, you know, die in a on a hill about one or or the other, or one being better than the other, because it's all about God's grace. Yeah. Um, so baptism is more about God, or excuse me, baptism is about grace, and grace is more about God than it is about me. And so that's kind of the mindset that I think we all need to have, is that this is so much more about God than it is about me. The mm-hmm. great part is is that we get to be included in it. Yeah. We get to be included, so you know, like I think back to like in the in the earlier days, not recognizing, um, the grace of God or really fully understanding it. In the early days of my of my faith after my conversion, I thought that God entered my life when I accepted Christ. So when I was twenty four and I said yes to Jesus, my thought was, "Wow, okay, now God's here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I've found Jesus." But what I've learned is that Jesus isn't the one who was lost. It wasn't like I was searching for him. He, what I realized is that from the moment I was born, God was pursuing me. Mm-hmm. From the moment, even before I was even born, he, he knows us, you know, he put us together in our mother's womb. Like this is, this goes so far, further back. So God pursues us. He calls after us. He, 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 that old timey word that he woos us, you know, he pursues (laughs) us to offer us relationship. And so the technical term for all this is in our Wesleyan tradition is we call this prevenient grace. And it means that grace that comes before it's that grace that comes before salvation before we recognized it, before we were even looking for it, right. God's grace was working in our life. Now, with your background, you probably had never heard the term provenient grace.
1: Grace was just this overarching thing that we, right. it was there, but we didn't. It's hard to say he didn't talk about it because I was a kid, like. Yeah. a lot of my life. So I, I yeah. don't want to say he didn't talk about it, but it wasn't prevalent in my brain.
0: Yeah, well, and it's definitely not a term that's used by a lot of people. And this yeah. is the prevenient grace is a terminology that that John Wesley, you know, developed to explain how God's grace works in our in our entire lives, mm-hmm. um, before and during, and then of course carrying us on. So there's yeah. prevenient grace that comes before there's the justifying grace that happens like in the in the moment of mm-hmm. the salvation the recognition the 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 yes i believe yes god please forgive me thank mm-hmm. you for jesus and then there's the sanctifying grace which is that grace that we live into for the rest of our lives and there's actually another grace which i actually, it's funny cuz i kind of got dinged on this when i had to do my paperwork Uh, with the UMC for, Mm -hmm. you know, the commissioning and the ordination stuff, um, was I did include perfecting grace, which is actually the grace which would come, like, once we are in the presence of God, yes, on the other side. And they're like, well, that's not really. And I was like, oh, hey, Wesley wrote about it, but, you know, so.
1: It's it's funny, like, a lot of this, um, like you were saying, my background uh, doesn't delve into a lot of this stuff, so. I'm, like, for the person that's listening and this is the first time they're hearing about it, mm-hmm. I'm basically on the same level with them about about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because yeah. it's just so new to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, the leaders, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in their mouth, but my understanding of what, like, the version of provenient grace that I understood mm-hmm. was what basically covered you until age of accountability.
0: Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. And then
1: once you hit that age of you can hear and understand the gospel. Yep.
0: Yep, there you go. Better hurry up and get it. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. It's like whether you know the term um, prevenient grace or not, I guess the real question would be, and I'll ask this of you. I'll let you be the, is now understanding what that means, like the grace that works before Mm -hmm. you... Like, can you look back in your life and see how God's grace was working?
1: Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Just, just yeah. by the fact that the parents I grew up with. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, my parents. Like, I, I have, I have the real church kid backstory mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember the first time I went to church. Mm-hmm. I don't remember um, first hearing the gospel stuff like that. Right. Um. So, I mean, God's grace was evident throughout my life just because of the 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 people that he put over me to love on me and to mm-hmm. teach me about Christ through those people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we can go into the whole, like, I, you know, we eat bologna sandwiches, but I didn't know we were broke, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, God's grace is, ev- like, it's evident. And, you know, it's funny, like, people, like, denominations argue about, terminology and stuff like that yeah but they don't argue about that grace is there
0: yeah right (laughs) right (laughs) well and that's the thing it's like it's like before before we ever said yes to god god had already said yes to us Mm -hmm. that's prevenient grace like before i ever started looking for god god had already been looking for me um and so i just i'll repeat it it's like it's more about god than it is about us um, and so it's like, no, no, let's talk about baptism. We, we are. We're talking about grace because mm-hmm. that's what it symbolizes. Um, n- now here, sometimes it gets confusing, and I get that, and I understand that. And I am not like super, super, um, uh, you know, versed on this. Um, I mean, there are Me a whole lot of people who could could sit here and, and talk about this in in a much better way, and and maybe, you know, I mean, we're both kind of tired. We'd probably <laughs> we'd probably go to sleep kind of quick if we need to, but it can get confusing because personal faith is crucial to all this. Yeah. It is, um, there there has there has to come a point in every person's life when we do um, accept Jesus. Like mm-hmm. we make that you know, Ephesians two two eight says you're saved by grace. Through faith, yep. So there's grace; mm-hmm. it's there, but it's through faith. Um, so in regard to like babies, <laughs> obviously we don't baptize babies as a sign of their faith because they have, they don't, they don't know what's going on. They're like, yeah. "Feed me," Ooh. you know. Um, but when you think about it, uh, and this is where some would would differ on this. If it's, if it's all about God's grace, then we don't really baptize anybody as a sign of their faith. We mm. baptize as a sign of God's grace, um, but because they're choosing to do that as an adult, then their faith is important, but mm. that's not why we're doing it because we could have baptized that adult when they were a child yep. because it's about God's mm. grace. Now, I have to, you know, like, I grew up Catholic. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so the Catholic Church um, recognizes infant baptism that is pretty that is like the norm yeah um, only those who would be baptized later on in life are those who um, are converting to Catholicism or for whatever reason their parents didn't didn't baptize them but it is if you meet a Catholic it is like you know it's very high percentage that 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 person was, Baptized, baptized as a, mm-hmm. as an infant. Um, so, but but it, this is like it, it's not about um, when it happened, a, and and so I can say, well, is it is it infant baptism? Is it adult baptism? Is it believer's baptism? Is it is it credo baptism or is it pedo baptism? Um, and for me, and I know this sounds like a cop out. I I want to be like it's about God's grace. Yeah. Baptism is about God's grace. Mm-hmm. Is it really, really awesome and special and um, an incredible witness for, you know, here we are. We've got this baptismal tub in our church, which a lot of Methodist churches do not have. I, I think we're the only uh, there's one. There's a couple, in, but like around here, there's We're the not only a, one in town, right? Oh, in town. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I would even say there's, I don't know if there's any in South Georgia. Like, yeah. I don't know. But like. Is it really cool to to stand there alongside a person who has had that transformative moment Mm -hmm. at some point, and now they're saying, I want to be baptized. Yes. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I I want to do this. It is. It's powerful. It's wonderful. it's It's a great witness to other adults, to other young people, teenagers, young adults who have yet to have that experience for them to see that. But it's just as special to stand there alongside parents and their baby, their infant, their child, and, and share the, the um, intentionality of those parents to say, we, are, we, we know that our child is a gift from God, and it is our intention to, to lead this child and to pour into this child and to show them Jesus Christ. And uh, like you have mm-hmm. them like they they will n- they might never know when they actually had that wow yeah Jesus is my savior because it just they just learned it and knew it and right. then you know yeah just admitted it later that's just as beautiful mm-hmm. to me and and so Credo Baptist Pedobaptist, Baptist I'm like it's about God's grace mm-hmm. it's about God's grace um, and so. It's more about God than it is about us. We baptize people as a sign of God's grace. Now, here's something. So John the Baptist even was confused about this, right? When you look at that passage, why would Jesus present himself for baptism? First of all, did he need God's grace? Well, no, he was God. He was grace. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, um, John was like, why should I? You should be baptizing me. But Jesus was baptized because, uh, and, and when we think about baptism representing the washing away of sin, Jesus was sinless. Um, you know, John said, Hey, I baptized with the water of repentance. Jesus didn't need to repent because he didn't, hadn't sinned. But here's the important question of why Jesus was baptized, because I think it will help us understand baptism especially if, if we were, for those who were baptized as an infant, and you're wondering, is that baptism? Was I baptized? When Jesus was baptized, two things happened. And the same thing happens in every baptism, whether it's an infant brought by their parents, or it's an adult or a young person who chooses to finally um, experience this. In all of those baptisms, two things happen. Number one, you're claimed, and number two, you're called. You're claimed and you're called. Um, And here's why I say that. And Jesus gives us this example because first, when you're claimed, Jesus, when Jesus was baptized, a voice from heaven, God's voice said, this is my son. This is my son, the beloved. I am well pleased with him. He is mine. So Jesus was identified. He was claimed by God. And in the very same way, when we are baptized, God is there and whether again, adult, baby, you know, where the adult you chose it, baby, you didn't. God said, this is my precious child. This is my child, my beloved. I, I, I love you. You're identified as a child of God. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, and I get this. A lot of people say, well, but I didn't know what was going on. Like that wasn't my choice. I didn't choose that. Um, so why? Because again, it's more about God than it is about us this is about God's grace so if you've been baptized God has claimed you and so now the question is really will you claim God
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you've been claimed will you claim God so then the second thing that we see so Jesus was claimed and, and so we are as well and then we're called and a lot of theologians would see Jesus's baptism as the beginning of his ministry why Because when he was baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And just a short time after that, he says, quoting Old Testament, he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So he is quoting Old Testament, uh, uh, prophetic writing and he is uh saying now i i have a ministry i've been anointed now i am
1: I'm the stepping
0: into yes yeah mm-hmm. so when jesus was baptized he was called and so when a person is baptized they're called and remember it's more about god than it is about us and so the call is there whether you answer it or not Jesus is, you know, you did not choose me; I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. So we can reject the call if we want to. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: God has given us free will, which is a another conversation for another time, <laughs> uh, really? another episode for another time. Uh, but He's given us free will, and we can reject that call. But I don't recommend that as a nah. course of action. <laughs> nah. And so, I mean, listen. Here's here's an example. During this "Something in the Water" series, we're going to talk about a guy named Jonah who was rejecting the call, and he ended up as fish food for a couple of days. <laughs> so, like, we can reject it if we want to. This, this guy. Right?
1: This goes back to um, a conversation we had on one of the early episodes about what was literal and what is a. Mm-hmm. Um, not literal, uh huh, no. figurative, figurative. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, I hope st- all of this story is literal. I want him to be swallowed by a I big mean, fish,
0: yeah, more than possible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be nasty. Um, so
1: it didn't look so bad. In the veggie tails,
0: <laughs> I just like it when he came out and he goes, And I'm a real boy. <laughs> Oh no, hang on. That was Pinocchio. That Never was mind. Pinocchio. Um, so when you were <laughs> so when someone is baptized, Whoa! Uh, no, you just now made that connection. No, I'm okay. So when when someone's baptized, God claims you. And now you get to spend the rest of your life growing into that identity. Like God's grace is there. And when you're baptized, God calls you. So he claims you and he calls you. And you get to spend the rest of your life growing into the identity and answering that call. Mm-hmm. Now, I have no idea if, the, if our listening audience feels as if we addressed um, paedo-baptism or not, infant baptism. But we're moving on in our notes. <laughs> <laughs> so the amount of water, that's the other one. Is it sprinkling? Is it pouring? Is it dunking? Is it immersing? All that stuff. You know, um, an ocean of water, Josh, cannot affect spiritual change.
1: Yeah, it's just, it comes out of our pipes. (laughs) Whether it's the pitcher, the cup, Mm -hmm. or the tub, it's the same pitcher of water.
0: Yeah. And there's no sacred words or symbolic acts that can make a person a disciple. And I think that's really, really important to note. Because, unfortunately, I mean, there are I mean, there are legions of people who have uh, made the decision at an age when they can make the decision to be baptized
1: mm-hmm.
0: as like the ultimate fire insurance. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I went forward at that retreat and raised my hand, and then and then I got dunked because now I really can't burn.
1: Have you <laughs> have you ever heard of a judgment house?
0: Oh yeah, it's like the Halloween thing, but it's about you're gonna go you, you, like what, go what it's in, gonna be like in hell. If
1: yeah, so basically oh. it's a it's a church uh, version of a haunted house. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you walk in there and you see these scenarios of people dying, and then they go to, and then you go to the next room and it's a great white throne judgment.
0: Mm, wow. And
1: then, and then you see people. Someone will go to heaven, and then someone will go, and uh, God will go, depart from me. I never knew you, mm-hmm. and then. Like, I know the Bible says demons and the devil isn't red with horns and stuff like that, but everyone dresses him like that way. <laughs> so these demons and the devil come out and, like, pull these people in. And even for Baptists in the early 90s, they had a red light in a room with smoke coming out, and, like, they'd pull them in there. And be, Did like, they pump
0: in, like, smell of sulfur and, like... No. <laughs> that would have been, like...
1: Yeah. yeah anyway. But... So then you go through and then you go through those and you're terrified. And and then you come into the last room and you're like, you know how to avoid that? Read this prayer and then go <laughs> get in that tub.
0: Gosh. Yeah. Talk about emotionalism. Yeah,
1: and I and my baptism was an emotional uh my first bat no, my baptism was an emotional baptism mm-hmm. because I didn't want to go to hell. hmm I didn't I didn't necessarily love Jesus. I just knew I didn't want to go to hell. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Now, if you are embracing the understanding of baptism being about what God has done and the recognition of his grace, then does that change your view of that baptism? Like, are you like, it's fine because it was about what God has done? I Um, mean, you could almost, I would call that moment, Joshua. Yeah. Prevenient grace, so, if you weren't yet a...
1: So that is actually, the, and me growing up Baptist, mm-hmm. that is actually my only baptism. Mm-hmm. And that's, in and of itself, is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's kind of rare. And... Because when I actually got saved, it was only, like, it was just between me and God and I told my youth pastor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: One reason was because I'd already been baptized, and I didn't want to embarrass myself <laughs> by saying, oh, no, this is the real one. This is the real like, that, I'm really a follower like, now. That, that was a significant part of one reason I, I didn't. But then uh, God told me, I was like, you've already done it.
0: Yeah, you've done that.
1: And anymore. one of the um, uh, aspects of baptism that I grew up with is called a public profession of your faith, that your first act of obedience. Mm-hmm. And God said, that's been done.
0: I'll
1: mm-hmm. go live for me and do what right, I tell, and do right. what I called you to do.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, so yeah. So I was baptized before I was saved. Uh huh. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. God's grace. <laughs> but,
0: your grace. You were a Methodist before you knew it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I.
1: But the the emotion that the day of being baptism baptized was so like. Even though I wasn't saved at that moment, mm-hmm. I could tell it was a very holy and mm-hmm. amazing experience. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, when you and stop and think about it, you're participating in something. That, again, this is what makes it a sacrament. It's a holy moment. Jesus did
1: this. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, communion is so very meaningful um, because it's one of those things that Jesus did. You know, so it's yeah. just it's really powerful. That
1: that's actually something that's gained a lot more importance to me since being mm-hmm. in the Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baptist uh, I hate knocking. Like, well, I'm not knocking on the. Yeah, Baptist. I know
0: it does sound like we're kind of bashing a little bit.
1: I'm but. not. I love. I love. I love my background. I love that I grew up Baptist. Mm-hmm. I'm just in. I'm in a different denomination now, and I'm mm-hmm. and I still hold a lot of mm-hmm. Baptist opinions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. So bashing how do you feel
0: them. about female pastors?
1: You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, hundred percent honest. I I was against it. Uh huh. Even at my first day at FUMC, uh-huh. and after hearing you and Diane preached, mm-hmm. I realized I was wrong.
0: Mm. So what if we had it been wa- horrible uh, people? Like, what if our, our messages and our delivery and our style was horrible? Would your opinion have changed? Or would you be like, see, those, those Prob- ladies probably shouldn't be.
1: Probably. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I mean,
1: mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that was one of those things where it was taught to me.
0: And but I n- but I because... never
1: dug uh-huh. and tried to interpret for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure, and, tr-
1: and try to understand for myself. Yeah. It it's just one of those things you just kind of accept.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because as as the female pastor, I don't get asked a lot about, hey, should you be a pastor? But I know that the males on our staff get asked occasionally about. So what's the deal with your a female pastor?
1: Well. And see, the two the two males that work <laughs> also here... Also have, have Baptist backgrounds. Baptist backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me and Justin get asked about it all the time because we grew up in a denomination <laughs> yeah, that was very yeah. anti that. So, yeah. I mean, that's why we get... And yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Well, no, that, that's, that's cool. Um, so what were we saying? Oh, yeah. The amount of water, it cannot it can't bring about a spiritual change and there's no sacred words or symbolic acts that can make a person a disciple Mm -hmm. there. We have beautiful words and, and things in the liturgy, but they don't make a person, a disciple. What baptism does depends entirely on the inward response to that outward symbol. Yeah. Like when we choose to respond to it. So what does baptism do really? Nothing in Excel in itself. Um, in, in John chapter 3, you know, unless unless someone is born of water and of the Spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. So water alone does not save. Otherwise, John would have said unless a por- person has been born of water, they can't enter the kingdom of God. So honestly, if someone is never, ever baptized, does that mean they are not saved and they can't enter heaven? No, that is not the case. Um, but it is an opportunity for us to participate in mm-hmm. something that Jesus in Christ, Jesus Christ himself participated in. Yep. So, you know, when you get down to it, the, the stuff we control, like um, how the water is administered, the amount of water that is administered, the stuff like the age of the person, um, it's not as important. It's the recognition that God has done this work. It is his grace. He has reconciled us to him through Jesus, all of it is a recognition of the work and the grace of God. So whether you're whether you've been sprinkled, or it was poured on you, or you've been immersed, it's all a recognition of the work and the grace of God.
1: Yeah, I, clear as
0: mud, everybody. <laughs>
1: and the the amount of water is always has been like, well, I grew up, you get dunked, mm-hmm. but I've always been like, that's just wasting a lot of water. <laughs> You know, i've I've never un like I've never really understood like if perfect example for me like if it matters that you be in a ton of water, mm-hmm. you do it like Jesus did. Let's go to the river. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. If that if it honestly matters that much, right? And that's that's just something I held. Yeah. yeah. And so coming over to the Methodist side, that quite like that's never really been the amount of water has never mm-hmm. really been a question for me. Yeah.
0: I've done a lot of different types of of uh, baptisms i've i've baptized in a hot tub in a, the winter time mm-hmm. um i've done river baptisms i've done ocean i've done the done some two baptisms in the gulf of mexico i've done one in uh i guess the caribbean is that right yeah that would be it um Let's see swimming pools, Um, movie stars. No, I'm just kidding. That was that's from. uh, (laughs) There's your Beverly Hillbillies. um, Throw out there, and and then from um, like portable baptismal tubs. Yeah, and then um, I've baptized at other churches. I've baptized people in baptismal tanks in Baptist churches. In this town. Yes, that they allowed us to do that, which I'm sure is probably, you know, some people are like, whoa. Um, and it's all about the grace of God.
1: Yeah. Now, it's all well, about God. As grace. a Methodist pastor, are you surprised by the amount of people you've dunked?
0: Um,
1: I guess before uh, we have a baptismal. So, because, you know, it's been very popular since we've had one. Of course. So, but like before we 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 were here with a baptism, mm. is it surprising how many people you've actually...
0: Yeah, it is, it is. I mean, surprising, I'm not surprised. I'm, 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 but yeah, it's not the norm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I definitely don't want to um, be one who is discouraging other modes of baptism. No, not at all. Um, but uh i'm very the, the part that is most not surprising but very very exciting and encouraging is the number of adults who because of their new faith are choosing baptism um because that means yeah. these people are having life transformation and that's mm-hmm. what's most 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 exciting but it's also very cool for parents to stand there and say hey we are committed to raising our child to to mm-hmm. come to know Jesus, to know the teachings, to know to be a, a part of the church so that when that child grows up that they can say yes to Jesus. Now, their influence doesn't automatically mean that's what the child's going to say. That's the whole free will argument yeah. there, but but um
1: that that's actually been one of the, like I don't want to say like uh plant a flag here. This is where the Harold mm-hmm. stand but it's been one of those like we have actually had to have real conversations about sure me and kara and mm-hmm. e- even you and bob would have like sat down and have mm-hmm. conversations sure because when we had adeline mm-hmm. it's like well we weren't uh yeah you know do yeah. we baptize her do, do we not yeah. um we chose
0: mm-hmm.
1: not to baptize adeline mm-hmm. or caroline which mm-hmm. we've chosen to do baby dedications, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which the UMC doesn't actually do. Correct. Correct. You've just chosen that on yeah. your own as yeah. parents
0: to do that and celebrate mm-hmm. that. And we haven't done it in, in like the church service. Nope. You just chose to do that and invite your friends to do that. And you know what? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, and that is that is definitely something that, that I've had conversations with parents is they say, hey, we want to get, you know, junior dedicated. And we say, well, okay, well, here's what we do in, yeah. in our... You know, in in the in with our Wesleyan theology, here's, right, right, here's right. we do baptism and mm-hmm. because and, the norm
1: in this area uh-huh. with the amount of yep is yep. is a dedication. Yeah, yep. sure.
0: And hey, dedicate your child to the Lord. <laughs> you see that all over the place in mm-hmm. the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So if that's something you don't, you know, that is totally fine. That's not a prerequisite. Like if you are part of this church or any other you know Methodist church, um, there's not going to be a requirement upon you to. Only do infant baptism, Correct. and then if you didn't get it, then oh well, you missed out, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so um, like I said, I'm sure that's clear as mud to a lot of people. Uh, but I did want to go a little bit, a lot, a lot deeper into um, the differences, and I know a lot of questions that people have. Hey, if you have questions that we didn't get to about baptism in yeah. particular, let us know. Email us Shannon at the dot or Josh at dot Um, and we'll see if we can, uh, address those at, uh, on another episode coming Mm -hmm. down the road as we talk about something in the water. Yeah. So,
1: so, um, does that wrap up what we want to talk about? Uh, Yeah, that's, yeah,
0: that wraps up, (laughs) that wraps up my notes for sure.
1: So, uh, let, let's talk about, um, what's, where, what, uh, stories are we going to go into with something in the water? Mm, I know you mentioned Jonah.
0: Yeah, we'll get to Jonah eventually. Um, This week, uh, because we are going to be celebrating communion, Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to talk about the very first miracle that, that is recorded, which is Jesus turning water into wine. And so we're going to talk about that. Um, and then I know a week after that, uh, Justin's going to be sharing with us about the woman at the well who came to draw water
1: mm-hmm. and
0: found out that there's another water that, that uh, will always refresh her and bring her life. And then we'll talk about Jonah. And then... Um, most i'm still trying to formulate some of the the ones on uh, later the in july end, yeah. yeah yeah and then we've got a couple of moments during the series where we'll kind of hit pause unless i don't know exactly but like we will we're gonna have a sunday where we really celebrate um our vacation bible school and mm-hmm. and how that went and mission trip. a time to celebrate um you know the mission experiences that, that our middle schoolers and our high schoolers had. And so we've got a couple of things sprinkled in there. And then uh, July 4th, we are going to pre-record a message and have it ready to go. And we're going to all take a break that week. So uh, I think a a well-deserved break. And then something very important I want to mention. Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) We've been kind of, we've been putting it out there. You will continue to see information this week and next because we know not everyone's, Here all the time is uh we made we made the call you know knowing that the summer months are here and that we haven't you know we haven't recuperated um from covid in regard to attendance which is the that is the norm across every church in north america
1: the numbers are Um, saddening
0: yeah well i mean
1: (sighs) not our numbers specifically well the church as a whole
0: yeah, I think right now they're saying like 26% of people just aren't going to come back if they were there before. Yeah. Which, before COVID, what was considered a a um an average attender uh, as far as like monthly attendance? Twice a month. Twice a month was considered... Average. Like a consist... Like they're in. They're, they're, in, they're part yeah. of it. They're and b- now it is... Once, once a month, once it, a month, he held up one a finger one, and I'm like, hey, we're not on video, so you might want to say but, one. I mean, yeah.
1: the fact that the average attender has dropped to fifty percent, dropped by fifty percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could only go that. I mean, that's right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. From but, two to one. Yeah.
1: But fifty percent is a big deal.
0: So you've got your average attender dropping from mm-hmm. two to one, and then on top of that, you the the latest Barna. Numbers were, which that's a research group that does uh, church trending and stuff. And they're really accurate. They are very good, yeah. Uh, The latest Barna information is 26% of people just will not return. Like they weren't really connected to begin with or, I mean, uh, multiple multiple reasons. But I would say that that's got to be the primary because if you were connected before, if you were uh, remotely invested before, then, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of drawn back. Yep. So anyway, like every other church in, I wouldn't even, I even said like not just America, but like North America, because I see we follow like Carrie Newhoff or uh, yeah. Mark Clark, who are incredible um, church leaders in Canada. I didn't know Carrie
1: Newhoff was in Canada. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Have you listened to him talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but anyway, yeah, so, sense. but um. So the North American trend is that anyway, with with all that, and it's just the fact that it's summer, we made the decision that starting this Sunday, June thirteenth, we are going to go to one service over the summer. We're going to go to one service, and the time changes for everybody. We're going to do one service over the summer at ten thirty a.m. Yep. So our nine thirty people come an hour later, and our eleven o'clock people come thirty minutes earlier. But we're going to do one service at 1030 throughout the summer. Leading up, we'll go all the way through to August 1st. We will do a 1030 service August 1st. And then uh, the following week is our Jesus's Life weekend, our big, big, big student weekend. And on that day, we'll have three services and then... And then we'll resume back to two after that.
1: So and the Sunday of Jesus' Life weekend is also our baptism Sunday. It's also our
0: baptism Sunday. So it is going to be a fantastic day. day. Yeah, so 1030 for the summer. So that means um, if you uh, are out of town, you're going to watch online. If you're going to try and watch live, it's at 1030. Yep. Um, and, then of course, you can always watch it later um, on YouTube and, and uh all that so yeah but yeah ten thirty starting this sunday i'm looking i think it'll be good um for people to see each other that have been going to different services yes um and it will be a very welcome break to all of our amazing serve teams the people that have just been serving week in and week out two services since pre-covid mm-hmm. a lot of people have just they're here every single sunday mm-hmm. um and and so i think i'll be a, a very welcome um uh, respite for <laughs> for some yep, of our folks sure. so uh look look forward to that um and i just and, and it was like we we did that this past sunday with our something in the water kickoff um and, uh, and and we just thought it went well so when we got together monday at staff we were like hey what do you think and everyone was like yes and then we then we pulled um several people in our congregation who go to both services, who over are different demographics, different, demographics, different definitely, you know, life stage as far as do they have children, do they not, all that stuff. And overwhelming, I didn't hear a no from anybody. Everyone was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, so, um, we felt really good about making that decision. So 1030,
1: 1030, 1030
0: over the rest of the summer. So, uh, anything else? Hey, if you're interested in VBS, if you want to help, or if you want to, Sign your child up. Check it out online. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, it's going to be fantastic. Lots uh, of happening. Yeah. Kristen and her team are doing an amazing yeah, job. They really are. They really so.
0: are. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, uh, Porch Community, thanks for tuning in and being part of 26 episodes of The 167. And if this is your first time listening, go back and listen to a few others. So, you know, 25. Yeah, yeah just 25 just just 25 or so um, but thanks for being a part of it and you know like the reason we call it the 167 Josh why is that
1: because there's 168 hours of the week and if you're average you're at church one hour a month <laughs> no uh, generally people are at church one hour a week so mm-hmm. that leaves you with 167 yep so how do you implement God into your yeah. other 167 yeah. hours of the week.
0: And that's why we do this podcast is a way for you to reconnect midweek and just kind of check in and go a little deeper and see what's coming. So porch community, we definitely love you and, uh, wherever you are today and whatever you're up to, um, Hey, let, let your actions and your words and everything just like exude <laughs> the love of Christ. Uh, because there are people around you who uh, need to see that and know that and understand that. So uh, God be with you as you go about the rest of this day. We sure do love you, and we look forward to seeing you in worship and talking with you again soon.
1: All right. All right. See you bye. See
0: ya. You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.